Welcome back uh, for another uh, of our episodes on this podcast about discipleship in a common space, one that uh, we've been uh, dialoguing and trying to encourage uh, every week, just uh, the thought where how can my relationship with God actually look real in my everyday life, everyday existence? So we oftentimes try to think about not just what sounds good in a church building or around a Bible study, but uh, when you're at work or at home and when you're um, just you know living your life, uh, does that relationship uh, with God, does it flow out into the, the things that you're doing? Uh, and if we're all honest, we, we struggle. Uh, we, we can be really good at one moment and the next moment we're not. And we sometimes have to be reminded over and over and over again. So, hey, a podcast is a great opportunity to do that. And uh, hopefully you've been able to be with us and uh, join us on this journey. And if you're new with us, uh, again, my name is Pastor Dan Hartzler. I'm the pastor at a church in Manor, PA called Refuge. And I have two guys with me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Mike. And uh, between us, we just want to have these conversations and dialogues. Really, at the core is just being with Jesus. What does that mean? What does that look like? Uh, how do we slow down enough to, to be in relationship with him? Not just what we do, but, but how do we be with him? But then we also acknowledge from being with him should flow out uh, evidence of that, should be flowing out the way that we treat others, the way that we see the world, the way that we give our lives and sacrifice and use our gifts and talents. All these things should flow from that. And so we, 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 we wrestle with that. We talk about that. And uh, we're moving into this season uh, of Christmas and where uh, maybe the church you attend doesn't uh, practice uh, something called Advent, uh, but maybe the church does. Maybe you had an experience with that before. But uh, Advent is a, is a chance where we are reminded again of um, Christ's coming. And really, that's the what the word means in Latin uh, is arrival, the sense that we celebrate his arrival uh, at Christmas and as a baby in a manger. And we also reminded that as he's come the first time, so he'll come the second time in his second coming. And so uh, this term, this idea, Advent, is a chance to, to ponder, to think, uh, to really uh, slow down and take that time to uh, kind of put our place in that moment of of anticipating his revival or his uh, arrival and not get caught up in, in everything else. And so uh, we, we want to have that kind of discussion uh, over the next few weeks as we lead up to Christmas. And uh, we want to kind of share that idea. I want to just give you right off the top five kind of really strong reasons why Advent uh, is really important, uh, something that hopefully, again, just goes beyond just Sunday mornings, but can be into what you practice uh, daily and, and weekly. Uh, the first one is that Advent, it, it reminds us that we are not the center of God's plan, uh, that, w- that we are not the star attractions, that it is because of uh, God's uh, love for us that he gave his son, and his son Jesus is the, is the center of his plan. And so because that is true, that, that helps us sometimes to, to maybe step back and to, to realize that, uh, that this life is, is just not about us. Uh, second thing, Advent, uh, just it, it connects us with uh, past generations. Uh, the church, in a, in a sense, has been in existence for 2,000 years, and uh, this helps us to align ourselves with all those generations of believers before us who celebrated the, the first coming and also anticipated the, the second coming, and so we, we join in that. Now, the third thing, and, and I kind of mentioned earlier, but it, it helps us slow down, especially in such a busy season. 
between gifts and holiday parties and family gatherings. Uh, this is just a, a, a practice of just slowing down and, and, again, reminding us that our lives aren't the center of the story, that it is Jesus that connects us with, with future or past generations. Um, the third thing I, I think it helps, or fourth thing I think it helps, sorry, is that uh, it reminds us that we're not made for this life and there should be a discontent uh, of even the best of holiday gifts and holiday celebrations aren't going to last forever. And, and, and there's something uh, temporal to them. And yet what we anticipate, what we're longing for is something eternal uh, because that's where our soul is longing for. And so Advent reminds us that Jesus came for our soul. Our soul will be with him for eternity. And so this life, even though in the best of moments, um, we should be discontent because it's, it's temporal. And then finally, the the last reason, and I think maybe the most important one, is it gives us this great confidence of faith in the promises of God. We're going to talk more a little bit about that towards the end. But, um, you know, guys, I just want to throw this out. I listed five things there uh, that kind of Advent does or Advent is good for us. Um, you know, uh, of those five things, which one kind of just sticks out? Which one jumps off off the, the you know, the, the map to you and, and just kind of sticks with you? I think the one that really grabbed me right away was kind of the the discontentment with the things of the world, you know, and as you were saying that the scripture kind of popped to my mind when, uh, you know, Psalm 42, where, you know, as the deer pants for the flowing stream, so pants my soul for you, O God, you know, and I think sadly, many of us know the panting after the things of the world so much more than the things of God. You know, and, and for me, I've just seen so much like that's when I know I'm on a slippery slope in my life is when my longings in life are centered around things mm. that can so easily come and go, you know, mm. and it's like, I feel like I'm not on this solid ground, mm. like I'm, I'm susceptible to slip at any moment. So it's like, okay, I got to slow down in those moments yeah. and get grounded and remember you know, this life is, you know, it, it's, it's not our eternal home. Yeah. So it's just, for me, it's like a, it, where's, what are the, the greatest longings in my life right now? Are they truly for God yeah. or are they for other things? And that's not to discount you, you, you can still have longings. Oh yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's okay that you can enjoy, yeah. you know, a, a good, um, you know, say, uh, a, a, you know, we just had Thanksgiving, good turkey meal, good yeah. pumpkin pie, or you have a, you know, enjoy the celebration of family and gatherings. Yeah. You can long for that, but then at some point you come to realize, as mm -hmm. I think you're saying, it's temporal yeah. and it's not the ultimate thing that, that will satisfy me. And, mm -hmm. and that, that's really what Jesus came for. Uh, Mike, uh, how about you? Which one kind of jumps off your plate? Well, Ryan stole mine. So <laughs> oh, of course, dude, I was going to do number one, and then I thought, Mike, Classic. Mike's going to go Should have done number one. Mike's going to go for slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, actually, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, the second one, um, which was recognizing the, the connection between mm. um, those who have come before us, yeah. right, and, and, and what we do now. And... Um, you know, I, that's been something that in, in this last season of my life, I think I've, I've grown a, a deeper appreciation for um, is recognizing that we are an inherited faith tradition mm -hmm. um, and that we have a rich um, history that is steeped in diversity, yeah. uh, that this is not a white man's religion. The Anglos were very late to the game. Mm -hmm. um, 
but just seeing, you know, how God has moved, um, for 2000 years across continents and people groups and cities, um, and all centered around the, the personhood and work of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. which could not happen if Jesus himself never comes and reveals himself. And, um, so, but, but I think the other part of that is how they lived much closer to the, yeah, the, the nativity mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't believe that God is coming soon, but scripture says God is coming soon mm-hmm. and we live much closer to that reality than, than they did and, and how they still waited with such anticipation and could not wait for God to come. And I just wonder if that's true of me, how complacent I have gotten in my life. And, um, you know, do I think about the reality that God is coming back and, and, um, have I done my job well? Right. And I, I think about Christ coming to earth and yes, he was really God, but he was also really human mm-hmm. and he did his job well. Yeah. And that's incredible to think about. It's also, it, it doesn't just tie us back to the early Christians, but it also ties us back to, um, you know, the faithful Israelite people because yeah. they looked in anticipation of the Messiah from, from, you know, day six in the fall, like yeah, yeah. when, when that promise is made, they, they are looking forward in anticipation to, to God's redemption and his purpose and his promise. And, um, so that's, that's been cool for me. And also just, it's not the worship of those people, but mm-hmm. like the, um, the honoring, the veneration yeah. and, and recognizing that, that we stand on shoulders and we should be living and conducting ourselves in a way that the next generation can stand on our shoulders and and do better than we did. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's such a, a, a trick that we believe and every generation believes it because as we grow in, whether that's technology or knowledge, uh, you know, we have an idea that we're progressing in a way that we are better than the yeah. people before us. Chronological snobbery. Yeah. You know, and we would never do the things that they did. Uh, they did all the wrong things and we've figured it out and we've gotten better and, right. and we think we're going to advance. And, and, and although we do advance in knowledge and technology, I don't know if we ever advance in wisdom <laughs> and we never advance <laughs> away from, That's funny. um, you know, the depravity of man yeah. as well too. And so, you know, I think, you know, I, I, it might be an older stat now, but you know, it was like the last century was the bloodiest century in human history. It's mm. like, we, we still haven't gotten better, you know, and we, we still have all these things going on. And so we have to be careful when it comes to, you know, our faith, the same thing that we don't think, well, you know, we're better, we're smarter, we've got it all figured out compared to the generations before, because, you know, unfortunately as technology and other things progress, we then depend upon those things. Uh, and we think those things are our, our, our gods, our hopes, our, our new answers, and we're going to be okay because of those things instead of realizing it's the creator of the universe and, and it's the fact that he sent his son. And, and the greatest miracle of all was that, not that he was born of a virgin, not that you know, there was a star that followed over them, not that you know, Jesus and all the miracles he did, the greatest miracle is that he, he rescued a, a rebellion, a sinful people in a moment, in a moment. And, and, you know, send it, send his son as a baby, uh, the most vulnerable, you know, part of a human is a baby uh, as his plan to, to rescue us. It's, it's just such a, such a wild, wild thing to think about. And, you know, I, I, I also realized that, you know, in this time, uh, 
um, you know, whatever you're, you're, you find yourself in, whether, you know, you, you, last week and Thanksgiving was, was a joyous time or maybe it was a difficult time. Uh, maybe as you're moving into into Christmas, and, and again, we know the, the studies say that it's one of the more isolated, lonely times. It's one of the highest levels of depression. I think suicide is, is also one of the highest of all the months of the year. Uh, it's a difficult time. And uh, Advent, to me, can be a moment when we really have to walk by faith and not by sight. And all the things that you guys are sharing, all the stuff that was here really puts that into focus about what do we really believe? Okay, I, I can walk around and, and I see the lights and I see the singing and I see the joy and I know that's temporal and I know behind the scenes there's people in their houses that are lonely and sad and missing and longing. I know there's there's frantic and fear about finances and health and maybe last Christmases and all those things. And, and we can live by those things. We can live by the sight of those things. And we can go one way of being overly happy or we can be overly sad. But but there's another way to to walk, and that is to walk by faith. And when you think of it, and Mike mentioned it too, you know, not just uh, those, the church age, but before Christ, there was those that believed and put their faith in him. Um, and they lived by faith. And, you know, I, I wonder how, how much we do that. How much do we really live by faith? And Christmas is a great time to do that. And again, I'm, you know, you know if, I'm not saying you have to walk around and do certain things to prove that you live by faith. Just, just where does your heart, where does your mind go to? And so I want to throw it back to you guys a little bit, and you know you can think about it for a second. But you know, what does that mean to live by faith in this Christmas season, in this Advent season? What does that mean to look by faith? I mean, for for me, it is it is again not to get too high on the things of this life, and not to get too low on the the circumstances of life. Because you know what, I can I can drink and be merry and and think all of the problems are going to go away because I'm just living in the moment, or. I can, you know, get down and discouraged and, and depressed and because of my current situation and, and my season. And, and to know in, in all these things that God sees me and hears me, that, that in these moments, in, in, the, in, the, in the stillness of a night, the angels appeared to the shepherds. Uh, in a moment, um, the blind were able to see, the, the lost were found, all these things and just in a moment because of who God is. And, and if I put my faith in that, as he's done it before, he's going to do it again. And so, uh, you know, we want to kind of throw that out to you guys as well, too. As these guys answer this in a few seconds here, I want you to think about that as well. What does it mean to live by faith in this Christmas season? So, Ryan, kind of throw it to you first. Yeah, I think it really does get to, you know, in Hebrews where, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, and I, and I think it's so easy to be caught up in the things that are seen all around us, you know, just in the physical but there is this, this, you know, I think this place of resilience or maybe even dependency of, you know, the things of God may not be physically be seen in your day-to-day -day life, but there are unseen realities that do not change regardless of, you know, how things are going. And so I just feel like going into Christmas... Um, you know, really dwelling on the fact that Jesus has come. He has changed everything. You know, it's past tense. You know, he has finished the work. 
you know? And so it's just like living in that reality of, you know, Jesus has accomplished, you know, he has defeated sin and death. And I think it just, it gives us an actual reason to be hopeful, yeah. you know, and, and it gives us a reason to not just look to the things of the world to try to find our meaning and validation. And, but, yeah. you know, we can look to Christ and know that because of him, you know, we're home, yeah. you know, we, we have belonging, we have a place of meaning. So I think it's just, uh, I don't know. It's almost just really like a, it's reality, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you know, as you're talking there, I'm thinking, you know, you know, if you look at a baby in a manger, you would never think that's the hope of the world. That's yeah. the, the savior of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not only that, but not born into royalty or riches or power. Yeah. And, you know, uh, everything we th- see around us is, is the opposite. You, you mm-hmm. have to have money. You have to have power. You have to have authority. You have to have, you know, all these things. And, and here it is. The, the, the greatest story of the world is a baby in a manger. Yeah. And that's the difference between whether I believe in what I see or I believe by faith that mm. that baby in the manger was, was, you know, God's son that, you know, uh, had, um, you know, his, his whole life ahead of him that was going to be, uh, geared and, and walked through by the, 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 you know, the God of the universe and, mm-hmm. and, and everything was going to line up into this moment because that was the plan and nothing could stop that plan, um, you know, by faith. And, and so when you're sitting here in, in whatever reality you're at right now and, and you think you're hopeless, you're faithless, uh, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling down, uh, there's that reminder when you look at the baby by faith, Jesus, you know, and, and God did that. Maybe maybe it's not going to happen the way I think it's going to happen, but God's going to do something again because I can have the faith that he's done it before. Mike, how about you? I think that um, when considering faith, we need to start to flesh out like even a definition of it, right? When we talk about walking by faith, that means that there's some sort of action. It's not this weird abstract thing that... Um, you know, sometimes we can't put words to, uh, I really like, uh, Eugene Peterson wrote a book, um, faithfulness, long obedience in, in the same direction, which is a better title than probably a book itself. Um, but, um, so that's essentially defining it as to be full of faith is to be one who walks, um, in obedience in the same direction for a long time. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded of, I didn't think I was going to go here, but Ryan kind of affirmed it. Um, I was reflecting the other day and Jesus talks about when you pray, go into your secret place and shut the door and pray to your father and, and like in secret. And I think sometimes that gets preached as, so go off by yourself, silence and solitude. And that's awesome. We've talked about that here. If you've preached that as a good word, amen. Praise God. And yet there's also a passage in Ezekiel that talks about Ezekiel, the Lord showing Ezekiel, uh, the elders of Israel in the secret places, worshiping and sacrificing to other gods. And it's really easy for us to act like we have it all together on social media or when we gather around the table with our, our friends and, and our family. And we even try to do this with God. Sometimes I try to do this with God. And I think we need to remember that like it's in the secret places we're supposed to 
really just worship him and, and come to him and look to him as Ryan was saying for our salvation. Um, and particularly in this season, right? Like the great sin of rejecting God is often not led by Richard Dawkins and the God delusion and completely rejecting the idea of any God. I would argue that it, and we see this in the Bible, it's really trying to serve God and a number of other gods. And particularly in our context, if you watch the commercials in magazines and audiobooks and on television or streaming, whatever it is now, all they do is promise Sabbath. Mm. All they do is promise and guarantee that you'll finally be able to rest mm-hmm. and put your feet up yeah. and just won't this be so good and your family's going to have it all together now if you just get a VR headset everybody's <laughs> going to love it and yeah. I, I mean it's a little facetious but really pay attention to the yeah. marketing yeah. and yet Hebrews tells us that it is by Christ we have eternal rest yeah. that we can enter into that and there are days where where the enemy is going to present an apple that looks awfully shiny and yeah, the bite might be decent in the moment, but what God promises is so much better. And we have an obligation as people who believe in the work of Jesus. Mm. It's not just about believing him. He yeah. said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He said, make disciples who do what, who observe and obey all that I've commanded. Mm. So in terms of faith, um, I like that walking out the long obedience in the same direction. No, that's good. I, you know, even though I think what you're saying there too, I think is important. It's you know, we got to be careful um, not to walk around like, you know, we have it all figured out. We yeah. got have all the answers and and life is always perfect for us. You know, it's OK sometimes to say it's not OK. Right. Because I know who who my savior is. That's that's the, the, the crutch of it all is that, you know, God's got me. And by faith, if I'm in a dark season or if I am um, in a good season, uh, I got to be careful that I don't turn to something else that is going to be the thing that makes me okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I turn continually back to, to the one who, um, again, came to, to rescue my soul, came for my, for, for that relationship and, and did it in such a way that doesn't go by the world's ways. So when the world presents something to us, we have to, as you said, in obedience, walk by that faith and, and not by sight. And so, you know, uh, again, as this season, this Advent season starts and, and, you know, we're just at the beginning of it. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I, I don't know your situation. I don't know where you're, you're at. And, and um, you know, maybe something we said, it, it connects with that. Maybe it doesn't, or maybe just has you pause and, and think about it. But I would just encourage you to rewire what your days look like to remind you of what this season is. If that means taking an extra 5, 10, 15 minutes, if that means setting some alarms on your phone, so periodic throughout the day, you, you pause, you think. If it means turning stuff off, getting off of social media, turning down the radio, shutting the cable news off and and just sit there and just be like, okay, this is the story of Jesus rescue uh, of God's plan. This is his first coming. He's going to come again. I I can walk by faith because it happened and it's, it, it happened as it said it was going to happen. And I can trust that God's going to continue to do that. He's not going to forsake me. He's not going to leave me. He sees me and he hears me. And if that's all you need to be reminded every single day, then do it every single day until God moves you to the next thing. Just stay in that moment and, and take advantage of this season of Advent as a way to, to rhythm your life, to, to remind you again of who God is and, and who we are. 
uh, if there's anything we can do to help, we would love to do that. You can email us at uh, info at churchrefuge.com. We can pray for you. Uh, we just want to, again, encourage this walk and this journey. You know, as, as, as we're sitting here, uh, you know, there's good days for us, bad days for us. We have some answers. We have sometimes no answers. Uh, but we do know because of what the story of Jesus is, the story of the baby in a manger, the story of the first advent is true. We can hold on to that and, and we can forsake or, or we can uh, reject anything else. Thanks again for listening.